The following program is sponsored by the Jelinski Advisory Group, which is solely responsible for its content. Josh Jelinski is the president of Wealth Quarterback, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm located in New Jersey. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm or its representatives by securities regulators, nor is it an indication that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Investment advisory services may only be provided to clients in jurisdictions in which the firm and its representatives are appropriately registered or exempt from registration. You should not assume that any discussion or information contained in this broadcast serves as the receipt of or as a substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product, or any non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly in this broadcast will be profitable. Equal any corresponding indicated historical performance level or levels be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation or prove successful. Past performance is not indicative of future result. Investment advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback LLC. Tired of losing money in the stock market roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Call into the show at 800-321-0710. Now let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. Okay, we're back. Give us a call, 800-321-0710. If you have questions on stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds, whatever question you have, no question is a dumb one, except the one that you do not ask. So call me right now, 800 321 0710. We got listener emails, a bunch of listener emails. We have a lovely lady saying, should have said, um, what would she say? Why not crowd insure for 50K? Nobody poor will give their last 25, but those of us blessed. Yes, blessed by you who aren't, um, could say thank you with just the price of pizza. Um, she said, we need to talk about the chosen. She has prayed live online with Jonathan Rumi through COVID and now many friends through this circle. So, uh, so she likes the chosen and she had friends who were at chosen con. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, we, we had picks and then it says, are you retiring in a year? I walked away two minutes and want returned to hear something like that. I took a four or five year CD at 5.66, 5.75. My income is low enough. The taxable income is okay for me. What are Israel bonds? Well, I would be aware anytime you have something that ties at the purse strings like Israel bonds. I mean, you could do that if you want to, but I'd be aware of affinity marketing scams uh, that might prey on people's goodwill at a time like this. I think you could probably just buy bonds from the government of in, of Israel through your broker, you know, something like that if you wanted to support them. Steve, 
He wants to get by on fixed income. Go ahead, Steve. Yes, I'm a, I'm a CPA, uh, almost 68 years old next month. And actually, I'm kind of forced into retirement. I really don't see uh, my, my, my professional license having any real, real marketable skills anymore. Everything seems to be, you know, kind of a, a snowflake computerized mentality and accounting knowledge doesn't seem to be important anymore. And I'm just basically on social security, even though I am a professional, a CPA with a master's degree, and I'm just on social security. And my only idea is to invest in some real estate and maybe have a couple of homes where you live in one home as your residency. And then you get your, and then you get tax-free income when you sell the residence and you move into the other home that was, wasn't your residence. I mean, that to me is the only strategy I could see doing if I have enough, enough uh, saved income. How much, um, I mean, number one, you're a CPA. Couldn't you be a bookkeeper? Like, no, I don't think I, I don't think I could. I don't think there's a demand for that kind of stuff. I think first of all, uh, everything would be, uh, computerized. They don't really need somebody with a No, with no, no. Space. Bookkeepers are very knowledgeable. Yeah, they're somebody... knowledgeable to, to a certain degree, but as far as accounting knowledge, you know, they, they know how to do the, 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 the monthly entries. But the, as far as making actual accounting de- and auditing decisions, you know, they're really, they're really not there. They're really dependent upon QuickBooks and some other accounting software that, that kind of made society kind of lazy as far as accounting goes. My background actually was in education. I got a master's in education. I was, we'll a, get your I was number. an accounting professor and, for many and I years. Know a lot of... Get, we'll, we'll get your number. I know a lot of accounting firms and things, and oh, they're great. always looking for people. Great. So. I'm looking because all I got right now is my morning physical routine workout, and uh, that's basically my life. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't show, sell yourself short, meaning bookkeeping, a lot of accountants now and CPAs, high-level CPAs, they're focusing on the strategy. They're trying to get out of the bookkeeping. So somebody who knows right. how to pay bills on time and prepare monthly pro formas. You don't need to know all that stuff is done for you by the No, software. they are not. No, no. They have computerized programs, but there's always problems and errors in them. They're not perfect. Yeah, I know, but uh, yeah, I know, I know. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I have no problem, no ego. And if you're saying you don't know QuickBooks, you, you just go to a QuickBooks. No, I do know QuickBooks, but I mean, you don't have to know it. It's just a matter well, of well. Well, number one, I would, I would recommend you be a little more positive. Some numbers. Right? <laughs> well, number one, it is. Would... it's not really accounting knowledge. Where, where if I ask a typical bookkeeper, what, what, a, well, what, what a. What what accruals do you reverse? You wouldn't even know that all 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 accruals are reversed. And I will be talking to somebody like they came from another planet. I mean, this is the kind of language skills that really is lacking as far as the average bookkeeper now. They're just basically per- doing purchasing functions and payroll. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. You could do that for a company. You could do that for... Now, if you're like, hey, I want to get $200 an hour. Yeah, no, no, you're not going to, you know, it, it depends on what you're looking for. You know, maybe that's the real problem. You know, not that you can't get a job, but you have such a high opinion of yourself because you seem very knowledgeable. So, uh, you know, don't hang up after your conversation. They'll get your number. I meet CPA firms all the time. They're looking for people. I mean, so maybe, uh, maybe we can hook you up with a job, but I would, I would. I recommend you be a little more positive. Like, 
I, I think positivity might help you land that job. Does that make sense, Steve? Uh, yeah. Because you seem like a knowledgeable guy. Yeah, you may not be that computer savvy is what you're saying. But I don't know. Most CPAs I know still use QuickBooks. Like it's, you know, I know there are these AI things that are developing, but most of them are dumb. You know, most AI things still need a CPA to look at stuff because there's a lot of software issues where you need to know basic CPA stuff. So I think I talked to Tom Wheelwright the other day and he said there is a, their hardest thing is to find good accountants. You know, like they're, they're, they're struggling to find good CPAs. So uh, how to get by in a fixed income. Do you have any assets or no? Very little. I have I have a little CD, and that's basically it. There was, How much in the CD? Fifty thousand. Okay, so so that's all. So that's basically an emergency fund. Yeah. So I would not invest right. in that. Um, but I don't. I, all I do is I I didn't even invest in real estate because I figured that's like like you said an emergency fund. For I have no medical issues. So, but in case I ever did get medical issues, I know I'm covered for whatever Medicare isn't covering. Yeah, I, th- I think you're. I, I think you're okay there. Um, Uh, This is just, I help a lot of CPAs. I just gave a talk to the ALA, Accountant Lawyer Alliance, where we give free CE to CPAs who call us at 888-988-JOSH. Normally, it's like $299 for a year's worth of CE. We have a deal with them where if you call us for the 45-minute strategy session and you're a... uh, successful CPA with a CPA practice and you want to entertain a conversation, we could, uh, we will give you the free 299 CPE uh, credits. So I, I spoke to a group there. I could always say, hey, I know a guy who, who might uh, be looking for a job, you know, things like that. So, but my advice is be positive. I don't want to refer you when they say, hey, you referred Debbie Downer over here. So, um. You know, you, you seem like you have a lot to offer. But here's my my thing with CPAs. What's up with, uh, I see this with CPAs and, and attorneys, frankly. They don't save a lot. They know about numbers, but they don't seem to save 10 to 20% of their income. Is, is there any reason for that? I think you know? it's just uh, basically they got into a lifestyle where they probably have expensive housing. And uh, they have expensive depreciable assets, which are very unwise to do. I, I'm not a typical guy like that. I'm very cost effective. In fact, my the course that I enjoy teaching most is uh, managerial cost accounting. So I'm, I'm more that kind of guy. And uh, yeah, no, I, I'd like to save money. It just seemed like I never really earned that much. Even as a CPA, I mean, I always worked for a firm, and uh, you know, salary was never probably more than forty thousand a year. Well, that makes sense then. No, no, I found that. I mean, that, that happened with my dad. You know, he, he was, uh, he worked for a bank. He was a bank manager. And I don't think his salary was ever more than 40, 40, 50 grand a year either. You know, I think his average salary was like 35 grand. It was a time where they didn't, pay, you know, they didn't pay a certain amount. You had, it was sort of a living wage, right? But you sort of subsisted. And then he got hit with a disability. So no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so folks, uh, give us a call. 
800-321-0710. Be like Steve, call us, 800-321-0710 if you have any financial questions. Next up, what to do if you have a thousand on hand. I actually think your idea of, you know, having some type of multifamily where you can get rents on one side, live in the other, that's probably not a bad idea. You know, so that's the other thing too. Uh, IQ does not determine financial success. Smarts does not determine financial success. It's generally chutzpah and the ability to live like a pauper for a number of years and you don't live in the normal manner. You don't keep up with the Joneses. So we're going to take your phone calls right now on this question. If you had a thousand bucks in your hand, somebody gave you a thousand bucks today. You get a thousand bucks, Jim. What are you going to do with that thousand bucks? With a thousand dollars in hand, there are numerous avenues to explore. You can invest in long-term bonds. And here's why I'm doing this segment. I think this gets to our CPA issue. The, the guy's CPA, uh, Steve, who was talking, hey, you know, most I say was, I think when people get that thousand, they piss it away. They don't save it. You can invest in long-term bonds, index funds, ETFs, support charitable causes, back entrepreneurs with microloans, upgrade home entertainment, and even start an indoor garden. Gardening would help lower your, your vegetable bill, right? Food costs a lot of money now. Maybe you make some tomatoes. Or cucumbers. Next up, uh, we have Gordon. Go ahead, Gordon. You're on with Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Uh, yes, Josh. Good morning. Uh, <clears throat> I have a, a two-part question on the subject of fixed annuities. I'd like to know, first of all, what are the major factors that affect the interest rates on fixed annuities, like a five-year fixed annuity? Well, generally, annuities are pegged off of what an insurance company invests in, which is generally the 10-year treasury. An insurance company will invest in A-plus rated bonds, either investment-grade corporate bonds or government bonds. They'll invest that with 80 to 90% of your money. 10% might be in real estate. 10% might be in equities. So generally, it's a function of the 10-year treasury that will determine a fixed rate annuity. It's no, it's no, you know, investing secret. That's why it's funny uh, when, when I get seen people, they say, oh, I was screwed by an annuity. Well, what type of annuity? You really, you know, if it was variable, you, I guess if, if you chose bad mutual funds and the mutual funds went down, th that could, I guess, give that definition. You could have high internal fees but that's not usually a fixed annuity or uh, immediate annuity. It's generally a, a variable. Um, but most good fixed annuities are really a function of interest rates. Uh, any other questions on that, Gordon? Uh, yes. My second question is this. If you buy a fi five-year fixed annuity for, say, around 5% or maybe a little higher, and interest rates during the term of the annuity 
drop drastically. Is there a market for selling a fixed annuity and getting some kind of a capital gain on it? I'm sure there's a market uh, like those life settlement. I mean, that's sort of what JG Wentworth and all those companies do. I don't I don't think it's a good idea because it's it's a kind of a thinly traded market. So I, I would argue the companies that are doing that are exploiting the kind of ignorance of people on that. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I'm not really familiar with secondary. I mean, I'm familiar with secondary market annuities. I just don't know of a source yet that I trust to fully execute that properly. But I, I'm sure if rates drop precipitously, there will always be some type of product innovations, right? That come about. So you could start that company. Any other questions? Uh, no, not at this time. And uh, uh, best, uh, best wishes, uh, Josh, for all your endeavors. Wonderful. 800-321-0710. If you have a question on stocks, bonds, annuities, mutual funds, whatever question you have, no question is a dumb one except the one that you do not ask. So give us a call now, 800-321-0710. So what would you do with a thousand bucks? And folks, if you have money and you're looking, you're worried about Israel, Hamas conflict, if you're worried about Russia, Ukraine, you're worried about political unrest, national debt growing. What do you do with your money? Well, call us at 888-988-JOSH for the free retirement reality check. So Jim, what would you do with a thousand bucks? Would you invest it for long-term gain? Consider long-term investments for a strategic growth of savings. You could dive into Wall Street to identify undervalued stocks or promising investment opportunities. So I want to I throw this open to our listeners. What would you do if I gave you a thousand bucks right now? Besides kiss me, um, what would you do? Any, 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 what would you do, Alex? Jim, come on, guys. Just give me an idea. Cinema gear. Cinema gear. Truthful. Yeah, a lot of people buy gizmos, gadgets. Tom would buy a new computer thing. Jim might buy a new guitar. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Investing. Consider, so you could invest. You could save. Or you could do financial planning. Um, Somebody says, you know, I have a kid. They want to invest. What is the minimum you'll take, Josh? We don't really have a minimum, per se, to work with us. Uh, so if your kid is a thousand bucks saved, call us up. 888-988-JOSH will help you. Platforms that we use like Fidelity and Schwab can easily help kickstart a consisting saving habit. Donor advised funds offer a way to back charitable causes and then you get a tax break. Donor advised fund, you give a thousand bucks, you could have that grow and you could give your tithe out of it. You could give to your favorite charity or church. Number three, you could support growing entrepreneurs by funding microloans for small businesses. 
Also, you could be involved in philanthropy and support, helping Mary Lou Retton provide a home to rescue pets in need. Maybe you like pets better than people. Extend a helping hand to disaster victims through donations or volunteer work. Or you could invest in your own financial security. Could buy a an annuity or a high yield CD to accumulate better interest right now in lower rate environments. You could strengthen your financial safety net by topping off emergency funds. You know the average American doesn't have more than a thousand bucks in an emergency fund. Could build your emergency fund. You could alleviate financial burdens by paying down debt and taking advantage of new account bonuses from financial institutions. And then, like Jim and Alex said, really, this is what most people do. Personal enjoyment. This is why people haven't saved what they should. No offense, guys. Elevate your home entertainment with upgraded cinema equipment. Ensure peace of mind by bolstering home security measures. Declutter and organize your space with the help of professional organizers. You could experience the joy of gardening with hydroponic indoor gardens. This is simply a roadmap for individuals looking to make the most of their thousand, whether it's for growth, pleasure, or financial security. This uh, basis of this segment was an article from Kiplinger. Next, Market Watch Tesla earnings expect uh, what to expect from the EV maker. Tesla's recent Q3 earnings report showed a miss in expectations with a notable dip compared to last year's figures. While the stock saw an initial surge, took a hit this week after CEO Elon Musk's comments about the Cybertruck's production timeline and challenges. The earnings reveal not just the numbers, but all the so these strategic moves and challenges Tesla is gearing up for in the coming months. I, I don't really believe this. Tesla, they always have bad news, and then the company f- finds a way to thrive. It, it is compiling data on millions of car drivers where you drive when no one's looking, <laughs> what food stores you go to, what shopping you do. And imagine the data that they have. They'll be able to sell you car insurance. They'll be able to sell you Uber type uh, rides. They'll be able to know you know, what your tastes are, what your proclivities are. I I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Now, Musk highlighted a one to 1.5 year timeline before the Cybertruck starts contributing to cash flow. There's an emphasis on the challenge of reaching volume production for the electric pickup car. Despite high demand, the focus remains on producing the Cybertruck at an affordable price point. Q3 earnings reported at $1.85 billion, a drop from $3.3 billion in the same quarter last year. Analysts are expecting $0.73 cents per share, but they were missed with Tesla reporting $0.66 cents per share. Gross margins reported at 
slightly below the anticipated figures. The shareholder letter indicates softer demand and mentions pilot production of the Cybertruck in Dallas. Plans to ramp up Model Y production in Austin and Berlin, while the Shanghai factory continues to produce at full capacity. Despite the challenges, Tesla's 23 target remains to produce 1.8 million vehicles. Tesla's Q3 earnings provided a bag of mixed results, showcasing both the company's ambitious plans and challenges it faces in a rapidly evolving electronic vehicle market. While the numbers might have missed the mark, the strategic insights from the report give a glimpse into Tesla's roadmap for the future. The coming months will be crucial in determining how Tesla navigates these challenges and capitalizes on opportunities. So folks, give us a call now, 800-321. I would love to hear from you right now. Give me a call, 800-321-0710. What would you do if you had a thousand bucks? If I give you a thousand bucks right now, what would you do with it? I would love to hear your answer to that question and any financial question you have. But if you want to protect more of what you have you know, your hard-earned savings from taxes, from market risk, give us a call, 888-988-JOSH, for our free review. Up next, we have Mark. Go ahead. Hey, Josh, um, just a quick question. I'd take the 1000 bucks and put it right into my settlement fund and just keep buying more more uh, oil stocks that have been increasing their dividends. Um, that's what I would do. But I've been doing that since I'm 12 years old. I grew up next to nothing, so uh, I saved all my nickels and dimes, and I just wanted to just veer off. I had a 401k question. I've been saving for, I was just forced to retire, so I got a little over a million five in the 401k, and um, I just want to be able to, I guess it's for the benefit of, that's when you swap, if you take it from the president, president employer, who's, they said there's no minimum distribution on it, so I can leave it there, but I'm at the mercy of the did some large cap uh, value mutual funds. So if I pull it out, I mean, you know, that's that's most of my options. But everybody wants their um, their hands on it. My local bank, because I mentioned I have some funds, uh, Fidelity, I talked to them, Vanguard. Everybody wants a piece of that action because um, it like makes their their uh, their numbers look good. And the actual 401k, which is now. Uh, they really don't want to go anywhere because at the end of the year, end of the month, you know, you're a numbers guy. That makes their, um, you know, if you're looking at a, if you're a multi $500 million company and then there's a billion dollar company, we all know that money talks and BS walks. So, um, but what would you suggest I do if I want to, I mean, I don't need it. I don't need, I also have a buy and sell stocks, oil stocks, like I told you. Um, there's considerable assets there, but I mean, you know, I worked since I'm 14 saving and, um, I just I, I just realized by listening to some of your other quotes, I'm blessed. I just, you know, I still have a sour puss attitude like the other guy, but anybody that, you know, struggles like that and still makes it in this world, because yeah. I'm going to assume he's in the tri-state area. You know, I'm in Connecticut, one of the, the uh, richest counties, and I never thought I would have a house, And um, but, um, it, it, you know, I was forced to retire, so I worry about every single dime even more than I was making a good wage, and I, I decided to go out and get another job. I'm so... I'm still doing that, and every every dime I make just goes to say I don't. I'm frugal, but um, that's you know. The, 
I, I know I'm going on and on, but then I listened to this this guy, this Japanese guy. He wrote this book. Uh, he's got these clips on TikTok, and he's talking about anybody that works and saves um, his taxes is a fool. He's got to, you know, you got to buy everything with debt. I said, well, at the end of the day, you know, you had to have some assets to to buy your multi million dollar uh, stuff. You know what I mean? You just can't. The bank's not going to give you money without collateral. You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I I love this interview. Uh, you, you you've turned into a fun little guest. Can you stay on? Um, I'll stay on as long as you want. I'd love the... to tell you my story, man, because um, it's it, it, I, I tell you where I came from and where I, I'm. But you know, there's also um, there's I also think a negative you've called I before. Had... Your voice is familiar. Like what, yeah, uh, I've been I called a number yeah, of times. I, yeah, uh, I'm gonna maybe have your organization look into. Um, I gotta find out what you know. Everybody gets a piece of the action. What you. I was, yeah. you know, I was, I don't want to mention, uh, well, I mentioned Fidelity Vanguard. There's some big banks and they all, you know, they're all. Yeah. Thrilled. Yeah. They're no, all, no. Yeah, I think, you. well, let's hold you on until sure. after the break. We got you then Susan. Cause, cause you're right. Everybody does want a piece of the action. That's a great way to describe it. But how do you know they're working for you? What do you, what do you, and what do you do when you have a 401k? What are some of your options on a rollover? We'll talk about that. And I love just hearing your honesty, I think, you know, remember I said it's, I don't think it's IQ that makes a difference. You know, that guy, uh, the CPA, he seemed like a very smart guy. I think it's chutzpah and I think it's frugality and I think it's the ability to kind of live on less for a number of years and to save those nickels and pennies and dimes. I remember, you remind me of a guy that I write about in my book, the retirement reality check, which I'll give you for free if you schedule and keep your no obligation review at 888-988-JOSH. And and uh, I forget what his fake name was. We'll call him Jimmy in the book. And Jimmy passed away, but he, he always credits. He used to work at a, a beer factory. And he credits his rolled dimes, nickels, quarters. He would save every penny in jars. Take it to the bank. He'd pick up pennies and he amassed, you know, a couple million bucks and regular guy, you know, hardworking guy, didn't make a ton of money, but he saved every nickel and every dime. And, you know, you might've thought, you know, if, if somebody passed Jimmy, you wouldn't have thought he was a millionaire, but he was the millionaire next door. And I think you can take pride in that. Uh, but also it's humility too, that, that, you know, you don't need to keep up with the Joneses. So we'll talk about that when we return with Mark. And then Susan, this is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. Maybe it seems like prices can't get much higher or that the stock market is headed for bear territory. Or maybe you're worried about another great recession. Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback, can help you protect your family's financial future in times like these. Tune in this weekend to The Financial Quarterback to hear how Josh and his team can help you decrease your tax liability and lower your risk. Call 888-988-5674 to take advantage of Josh's 27-point plan to achieve financial health. And when you call, you'll receive a free copy of Josh's book, Retirement Reality Check. Tune in every weekend to The Financial Quarterback and call 888-988-5674 to receive your free copy of Retirement Reality Check. So what do you do if you're like Mark? Everybody wants a piece of the action. I want to hear more of your story, though. 
I, I think it's kind of cool when you talk to a middle-class millionaire. We serve a lot of clients like you. And I would say that, that there's, so there's two themes. Any more tips you want to give for people saving? Uh, and then we'll go on to your question of what do you do when everybody wants a piece of the action? Any more tips, Mark? Uh, you know what? I guess really I don't have tips. I, I, there was two things that I didn't have that probably saved me and my friends, uh, family. I got married late. I never had any kids. So that's, that's why you're not broke. They told me, he says, you didn't have to do all that, you know, but I've always been a voracious reader. Um, the last 15 years, the wall street journal, I try to find, you know, I don't know where the world is going. I mean, with this, I don't want to be so partisan, but this guy, um, in the white house, I mean, look, if, if Putin said he's going to, if you put a Mediterranean ship in the Mediterranean, he's going to put, um, uh, uh, nuclear arm tips on the on the rocket on the missiles to take out the ship. So we are so close to, and we've always been this close. There really is no security. And you you ask me for tips. I mean, that's what I worry about. Um, it's just it could go bye bye in an instant. But let me go back to um, like I just voraciously read. I I only have a two year engineering science degree, but I had a good blue collar job that paid me well. And I just saved every single dime. But when I was introduced to the 401k, I grabbed a prospectus and I'm reading it. And I said, well, this is what these guys are investing in. So I tell my lovely wife, um, I'm going to say her name. She's be upset. <laughs> you know, if you like Coca-Cola or if you like General Motors or you find something you like and, you know, just put a little investment away. You read the perspective. This is what we're putting our money in. And a lot of the top holdings are the same people. So I, um, I just, I know the world's not transitioning away from fossil fuels anytime soon. This country is so rich and these, these snobs with their electric cars. And they, are you kidding me? Are these trucks are going to work when it's zero degrees out? I mean, they're forcing us. They're forcing us to go that route. Yeah, that's going to be a big when problem. When I say forcing, I mean, you know, with legislation and they don't, I don't think they have their. Uh, they know. I don't think they have the the public's the best best interest in mind. So, having said all that, I just invest small oil. You know, dividend paying company somewhere bought out. I've lost a few bucks, but at the same time, also you have to have some courage. It takes you know gullions of steel to um to invest in. Um, I don't like mentioning Warren but Warren Buffett, but he I I only he had a stock picker that had a lot of inside information. Those clowns are making billions and trillions. You know, they're they're manipulating even Congress manipulates the the markets. They they all they all want to know where your how much money you have so they can tax the hell out of you and spend it. But they um the big guys, you know, Buffett had a guy that was he was doing stuff behind, you know, he they had inside information. So that's how they got they got rich. But I just the, the small investments, and I just read this prospectus, and I uh, invest in those companies. And it's something, no, you know, like great. I lost so yeah. many times, and other times I made it. And there's also, okay. you have to, I know the, the strategy is buy and hold, buy and hold. But, you know, if you buy and hold a buggy whip manufacturer, and the guy goes, they, they go out of bank. You, know, you don't want to die, and I always say, you don't want to die, uh, buy and hold and die broke when you're old. So you don't want to buy and hold, and it, and it goes to the ground. But but I think, I think uh, some of the themes from what you're saying, have chutzpah, uh, diversify, buy things that you would, you know, kind of the Peter Lynch approach, buy things that, you know, if you go to this store, buy that. Now, kind of transitioning to your other question, 401k rollover. When you have a 401k rollover, 
everybody does want a piece of the action. So that's kind of a funny thing. First off, realize that no one uh, wants to do this for free. And even those companies that say they don't charge you, they make money on the cash. They make money on the interest spreads. They make money on the sweep accounts. So no one is doing this for free. So that's tip number one. Tip number two, work with a fiduciary, somebody like us, somebody you pay them a fee and they don't make a commission on the back end to buy and sell you stocks or ETFs. The reason why is it doesn't mean that everything's going to go up that that advisor recommending, but at least you know there's no product incentive. Another tip, make sure you have, you, you said, hey, I made a lot of money. I saved a lot of money by investing in energy and oil. I would say if you have 1.5 million, don't have in the 401k, don't have more than five or 10% in any one sector. You may want to have 5% in consumer staples. You may want to have 5% in energy, 5% in gold, 5% in real estate, 5% in large cap value, 5% in small cap value. You know, or you don't want to have all of your eggs in one basket. You want to have diversification is not just about having many different stocks. It's about having different asset classes. But the same thing, you know, you, what's nice about having an IRA as opposed to a 401k is a 401k, you're basically whatever the HR department in concert with the 401k people pick, if they pick 10 to 30 funds, those are the 10 to 30 funds. When you have an IRA rollover, you can be a free agent. We work with Fidelity. We work with Schwab. Those are who our custodians are and interactive brokers. But hey, you move the money to us. You don't like us in six months. You can move it to somebody else. You're a free agent when you have an IRA rollover. You're not beholden to anyone's choices but your own. So you can invest in high quality stocks that you might like to own individually within an IRA. So the beauty of an IRA is freedom of choice. Now, there might be a higher fee to work with a fiduciary than to keep it in your 401k. So you want to also consider that. But, um, I, you know, and we'd be happy to give you a free 401k rollover consultation. Remember, 401k rollover isn't right for anybody or everybody. Um, you, because you seem like a more astute investor, you may want to have more freedom of choice be in different asset classes. You also want to figure out if you are a strategic investor, meaning are you, I don't use the word buy and hold. I use the word strategic. You will make strategic. So we have an investment committee and we have a strategic portfolio that we manage weekly, daily even, but we have a watch list of the stocks we like, the ETFs we like. If something falls out of favor with our committee, we get rid of it. If there, if we see hidden opportunity, we buy it. You might like that approach. That sounds similar to kind of your approach. That's called strategic. And then we have tactical, which in light of the shifting financial conditions, political conditions, economic worries that people have, um, I liken it to a stoplight. Red means stop. Maybe we would raise cash at that time. Yellow means slow down. We don't know which way the market's going, but we might want to be half in, half out. And then green means go. We want to be fully invested to take advantage of opportunities.
So I'd be happy to meet with you. And uh, any other questions, Mark, before we go? We're, we've got a bunch of uh, callers coming yeah, uh, in. Uh, uh, just let me make one statement. Uh, with school, with property taxes go up. Everybody wants money for environment, cops, and teachers. I'm going to say this. I'm going to get off the air. The school bus drivers, they need to be paid double what they make because they have a lot of responsibility. Just pay the school bus drivers. Thanks, Jeff. I'll see you. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Mark. And we'll be happy to meet with you. Call us 888-988-JOSH. Next up, we have Susan, who's been patiently waiting. Go ahead, Susan. Is there anything to worry about regarding um, passing on properties that are in a trust um, concerning the step-up basis? If you own a house outside of a trust, it passes with a step-up in basis. If you do a life estate, that can also pass with a step-up in basis. When you're doing a trust, you want to make sure you get approval from your attorney in writing and accountant in writing that you can receive the step up in basis. Because in some cases, when you gift money to a trust, you gift your basis. So there will be no step up in basis. And what that means, common English, if you bought a house for a hundred grand and the house is now worth a million dollars and you die and it's not in a trust. Your heirs don't pay tax on the gain from 100 to a million. If you gift to certain types of trusts, that you don't get that step up. So you want to make sure you're getting the step up in basis treatment. You can in certain conditions, but you want to make sure your accountant and attorney approve. Okay? Okay. And then right. we can Thank help you, you through Thank that that's called our estate planning conversation. We'll bring in your accountant, your attorney, and your financial advisor all under one table to decide what's best for you. So if you like that, Susan, give us a call, 888-988-JOSH. Also, uh, like Mark was talking about, if you have a 401k rollover, call us, 888-988-JOSH, and you get the free book, The Retirement Reality Check. Next up, Pat, you're on with Josh Chalinski, the financial quarterback. Go ahead, Pat. Yeah, I got into some uh, five-year CDs with my retirement money um, about six months ago. If I sell them now, I'll lose like fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars. $15,000. But would it be worth it to do that to jump into some 10-year CDs or uh, 10-year treasury yields to get the extra five years of a good interest rate? I think so. Um, That's what I think, too. I mean, because here's the thing. I so This is why. Okay, the risk of doing that. Let's first talk about the risk because you have to eat a charge. That's risk number one. Risk number two is if rates go up, you'll be kicking yourself. But here's why I don't think that's a lot of big risk. A lot of our listeners who have saved a significant amount of money, uh, so you're talking 600K worth of CDs, a lot of my listeners just four years ago, five years ago said, Josh, if I could only have a five-year CD, a 5% CD, I'd be happy for the rest of my life. I could have that 600 grand, generate 30 grand of interest, live off the interest, leave my 600, my kids, that social security, my other investments, I'm okay for life, right? A lot of people said, oh, they long for the day. Now the day is upon us and they're doing one year products. I get it. There is a risk that in two years, rates stay higher. How much higher will they really go? Nobody knows. But if your financial plan, this is why retirement planning is not just about picking products. It's about running through a strategy, running through 
uh, basically a spreadsheet of your whole life, which we'll do for you if you call us at 888-988-JOSH. But if, you're, if your plan works with a 10-year CD with rates such as good, like take advantage of it. But I would argue, I would look at 10-year municipal bonds so they're because they're tax-free. I would look at 10-year annuities because they're tax-deferred. You don't pay interest on money you're not spending before you look at a 10-year CD. And in some cases, you could get bonuses. Now, that's with a new 10-year commitment. So some companies are even paying bonuses to offset the charges. Now, generally, a new 10-year surrender charge schedule would apply. So I would look, call us for our what to do in a higher interest rate review, 888-988-JOSH. And I would look at all of your options before you pull the trigger. Okay, Pat? Okay. Thank you. Uh, any other questions? Or that's yes. It? That's it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, my other question was going to be, what about putting it all in the U.S. Treasury? Because that's almost 5%, but you kind of answered that already. Well, it's a great thing for short-term yeah, money. Like if you're in, like in our investment portfolios, when we want to have conservative, like let's say someone's a moderate investor and they want to have 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds and 40% in bonds. I don't like bond funds. I do like treasuries for that purpose, but not if like you're going to park something for 10 years, kind of like uh, an annuity alternative. Although there are 10-year treasuries, we could look at the rates on those as well for you. But great call. Thanks for the call. Next up, John. John, go ahead. You're on with Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Josh, good morning. Great show again. Josh, I'm 71. Next year I will be 72. And I got a thrift savings plan over $330,000 in the, with the post office. And I know at 72, you must take out or you're going to be penalized. My question to you is, what percentage must I take out of that you know, 330000 well, you can do an RMD calculator. Uh, there are many RMD calculators online. I'll do one for, you know, you take the year of birth. Okay. I don't know if you want to share what year you were born or no. 52. 52. 1952. So let's say you were born. I don't, you don't have to give a sh uh, July of uh, first 19, July 10th, 1952. Now it depends on your full date of birth and you have an account balance of 300 it's generally about three three to four percent and um if you're married a spouse's date your rmd would be due at 73 and it would be about twelve thousand dollars what did i say about three to four percent it's about four percent um it's a little bit more than four percent so twelve thousand seven twenty if you were born in july if you were born in uh January of 1952, the same. You're born in December of 52, the same. So it doesn't really matter. Uh, when you're born, it's about 12720 And that is taxable. That's subject to your ordinary income tax. Your Medicare premiums could go up with something called IRMA, Income-Related Medicare Adjustment. So that 12 grand would go on your taxable income. Uh, any other questions on that? Yeah, so you said that Medicaid goes out. Right now, I got only part A because I got a private um, medical insurance, the wife and I. Um, would that affect it? Um, should I do anything about that or just leave it? Well, Medicare, IRMA applies 
if you make above a certain amount. I don't know what you make. 66000 Yeah, you, you don't have to worry about Irma then. Okay. Um, okay. Irma is something called the Income-Related Medicare Adjustment, which if you are, you're married? You're married filing jointly tax-wise or no? Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, your monthly Part B premium, when you have Part B, will be the lowest it can be. So you should. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. You really won't have a lot to worry about. Um, eventually, you know, you'll have to go on, you know, various Medicare when you retire, I guess. So you got to be careful about that. And a lot of people are calling for the Medicare consultation because it's Medicare open enrollment. So call us at 888-988-JOSH. Any other questions on that? Oh, that's good. Thank you very much, Josh. I appreciate it. Bye-bye now. Wonderful. I got a dear listener friend who said, I turn you on every weekend, but this morning my ears perked up. And uh, thank you for listening to us. And folks, we are live on WOR every Saturday and Sunday at nine. We also have Spotify, YouTube, iHeart. And if you like what you're hearing, I get all these people say, Josh, I I want you Uh, taking listener calls all hour. You know what? Subscribe. You you can share this with your friends. You know, be a share bear. And so give us a call. Also, a lot of people saying the market of late is becoming a very scary place. Costs are rising. Fios, medical. And here's the point. Get a free review. 888-988-JOSH. But also learn to tune out the market noise. Don't worry about the market. Time is a friend to the investor. If you're in quality holdings, that's the key. You got to be in quality holdings. You should have nothing to worry about. Give us a call. 888-988-JOSH. The preceding program was sponsored by the Jelinski Advisory Group. Any awards, rankings, or recognition by unaffiliated third parties or publications, including Five Star Wealth Manager, Advisory of the Year finalist by Senior Market Advisor, and Top of the Million Dollar Roundtable, are in no way indicative of the advisor's future performance or any individual client's investment success. No award, ranking, or recognition should be construed as a current or past endorsement of Josh Jelinski or Wealth Quarterback LLC. Information regarding specific awards, rankings, or recognitions is available on the Wealth Quarterback website at Jelinski.org. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Investment strategies such as asset allocation, diversification, or rebalancing do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. There are no guarantees that a portfolio employing these or any other strategy will outperform a portfolio that does not engage in such strategies. This broadcast should not be construed by any client or prospective client as a solicitation to affect or attempt to affect transactions and securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice. Due to various factors, including changing market conditions, the information discussed in this broadcast may no longer be reflective of current positions or recommendations. While information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, Josh Jelinski and Wealth Quarterback do not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The tax and estate planning information discussed is general in nature, is provided for informational purposes only, and should not be construed as legal or tax advice. Listeners should consult an attorney or tax professional regarding their specific legal or tax situation. Investment advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback, LLC.